thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith and I'm 200. And I'm Kim Morrison and I'll join that club too. And I'm Cindy <laughs> O'Meara and I'm 200 too. <laughs> we don't look a day over 20. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, yeah. girls. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. This is This is stunning. I remember when we started to talk about this and how it just came together within weeks of us talking about it. And there are over 200 hours I can imagine, and we always go over, so it'll be more than 200 hours of us talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And do you remember we first said right at the very beginning, what are we going to talk about? Will we ever run out of stuff to say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think anyone that knows us would know that, that, you know, being a fly on the wall with us for the last three or four years or so is this is how we talk off air. This is how we talk on air. This is how it is. So there's never, ask any girl out there, there's never a dull moment when you've got nothing to talk about. Ain't that the truth? Absolutely. And then we always have things that happen in our lives and we discuss them and I don't know, it's just I, I, I didn't think that we would go. This is four years. Is this it is four years almost, already? It's, well, it's, I figured we'd do one a week. That's 52 weeks of the year and we never miss a week. So we're just under four years. I think it was November that we started four years ago. So it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal that we have done so well and and kept on the air and um and had lots to say but like you said Kim we never run out of words to say <laughs> and then the great thing is is we've kept our ratings and we've kept up with um the trend of podcasting so i think that's thanks very much to our incredible listeners and i think what i'd love to i'd really love to kick the show off by asking you two a question can i do that I'm, i i like doing this I know you're good at it too, Kim. I want to ask you both, what's been the most um, profound and most um, interesting thing you've discovered out of podcasting every week? What's been the thing that you've learned from podcasting as opposed to any other methodology that we've used over the last four years? What's been your big take-homes or ahas? That's a really good question. Yeah, it's it's a good question. Yeah, you go, Cindy. Okay. I I like this medium. I think that podcasting is a really easy way to get information. So I, I love doing the podcast with you and I always learn so much and I have tears in my eyes. And when we have guests, I, you know, I get warm, tingly feelings. Uh, I, I think we, as a friendship, um, we have just strengthened and we know so much about each other. And every time we do a podcast, I learn more and more about you. But if I was to, to speak from somebody who listens to podcasts and for people who listen to us, and we have some pretty phenomenal emails and a lot of them are private emails to us on our, on our Facebook page. And I, I think that by us talking as friends, we touch the lives of, so many people and um, for for instance, Kim and I were reading the most amazing uh, 
email the other day from a beautiful lady by the name of Beck, and we're actually hoping to get her on the show. And the email was a very long one, and so I read it to Kim. And in bed. In bed, yeah, we were, we were laying in bed. Um, the boys were watching football and we just didn't want to do anything like that. So we just went into my bedroom and I read her this, this beautiful letter from Beck. And even like she had been following us for quite some time and had gone on and made changes in her life um, because of us. But I think the most important thing was is that when we did an interview with another young woman who we suggested that she do a blog because we felt that young people needed to hear a story, this got this girl thinking she needs to create a blog about what's happened to her health journey. Just a young girl. Um, and I think I really like that. I feel like we may just be talking, but the people out there are acting and I'm in awe of them, absolutely in awe of the people out there that act on what we say. And I, and if I'm listening to a podcast, and I listen to podcasts all the time, I don't listen to radio anymore, and I keep finding new ones and I go back to old ones. And while I'm listening to podcasts, it's the same for me, is that I'm listening. listening. And I think it, it's important that if you hear something that you also act on it. So I guess I want to congratulate all the people out there that have been listening to us um, over the last four years and into this 200th episode and to applaud you for sending us information about how you're acting. And I know there's more out there acting that haven't even mentioned it to us, but we actually really love it because it it not only um, gives us ideas of what we should be speaking on, um, but also keeps us going. Would, that, that's how I feel, Kim, and I think that's a brilliant question that you asked. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that the, the podcasting has been a way to really reach out to so many people that we potentially may not have reached if we weren't doing the podcast show. I think the leverage that the message has when somebody listens to it, just like you, Cindy, like you'll listen to a really amazing podcast and you'll say, oh, you girls have got to listen to this. And then we go and we listen to the podcast and we go, oh, my God, and then we tell somebody else, you know, and that kind of gets that whole, um, you know, that word of mouth just really spreading a message so much further with ease because a podcast is so easy to listen to. It doesn't take any effort. It doesn't cost any money. It's just a really easy way to consume information and information that you're interested in and passionate about. So I think for me it's been about being able to really reach out and touch the hearts and minds of so many more people across the globe that, you know, when I do an event or if I get people coming to my events or sending me messages there's this instant feeling of family, like just straight away they're an up for a chatter and automatically there's just, you know, this all the barriers are down. It's so easy to connect. It's just like instant love and they know me. It's almost like I know them and, you know, the, 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 the friendship was automatically there and I think that that is really special. I think that is really, really special and I think for that as well as working with YouTube crazy cats, I think it's 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 amazing because you know we probably wouldn't connect as much as we do given how busy we are if we didn't have the podcast to bring us together as often as it does, you know. And I think 
that to me is also very special. And when I get to hear about Cindy's enormous wins and, you know, which we're obviously going to talk about shortly, um, but when, you know, I get to hear about everything that's going on in your lives and the things that you guys are doing, it, you know, I always feel so proud that I get to call you my friends and that I'm, I get to be so close to you, you know. I, I feel very gifted and very blessed. So I think the podcast all round has been such a special experience that came from something so innocent and benign. I just would never have thought that it would have turned into something so big, so profound, and have such a massive impact. It still blows my mind. Mm. Still blows my mind. Mm. What about you, Kimmy? I agree with both of you, sweethearts. And I think probably on a, on a selfish level, I'm with you on the fact that we get to get together every every week, whether there was one person listening or, or a million people listening. I just love the fact that we get to play. Um, I probably love our before and after the recordings as well, just just between us about our build up to what we're going to talk about or what was just being said. I love those little moments. I also love it when we have people email us and every single email or note or message is always read. I love the fact that we are each other's champions and I hope by that we're an example to what friendship really means. Um, that we, just so our listeners know, you know, we can ring each other and go, I'm a level one soul right now. I need help and coaching. Um, and the fact that our girlfriends love us no matter what and that you guys keep showing up every week is a, is a privilege in itself. I feel really proud of the fact that we have stuck something out for nearly four years, that it hasn't lost its, um, its beauty and its magic and its innocence and its absolute reverence with which I think we hold the space for the podcast and what it means to each of us. I also think it's incredible how much, and, and from a real selfish point of view, how much I've learned from you both. And I, I hear myself when I'm speaking on stage or teaching or, or being interviewed myself, I hear your words come into my delivery and I just feel like you guys are a part of me and I feel like our listeners are a part of us and I feel that if we can continue to be a spokesperson for them and for us and for each other, then ultimately we're championing the cause of like-mindedness and what it means to be a group of people that really care. You know, I've just about finished my environmental health certificate and one of the biggest things I realize is, is the things that we talk about, whilst it feels common to us, it's actually not normal. And I keep having to remind myself that, that, Perhaps the group of us in this podcast, our listeners included in that, is is we are different and maybe that's why we're attracted to each other. And I don't say that with ego, I say it with complete and utter um, in ornicity, uh, to take one of your words, Kaz. But I think it's incredible how we have really created a, a tsunami of people that care so much that they're going out and creating their own podcasts, their own blogs, their own businesses. I mean, the people, I'd love to hear what people have transformed over the last four years for themselves, our listeners. You know, has the show impacted you to create that as much as it has for us? So, and, and I think on a real personal level, I think to have my kids really proud of the fact that we have a show that has so many, has had millions of downloads. You know, they look up to me and they go, Mum, I've got a friend at school whose mum listens to you on the podcast. They, they think that they know me really well. You know, 
or that they go up to my kids, you know, and they go, oh, my gosh, Jacob, we feel like we know you. And I'm like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Jacob. No. <laughs> um, but you said it, Karen. It's like, it's like we're part of a family. There's no, there's no holds bar here. It is what it is. And there's no rehearsal. There's no pretending that the beautiful innocence with which it began is still here and I think that's what I love most about it is it's just us raw sometimes the sound sucks sometimes we don't always get it right sometimes we have to stop and start and I kind of like that authenticity too I think it's kind of real and I love that about you too you are two of my most precious dearest friends and I would love and scream to the universe and to every single listener out there I know they're all jealous that they wish that they could sleep with you both too. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Have we slept together? Oh, we've slept in the same room. <laughs> yes, yes, right, right. <laughs> so, yes, my darlings, it feels very, very beautiful and I'm very proud. So thank you. Thank you both and happy birthday to you both. Um, I really feel honoured to be a part of this with you. Uh, thank you. Um, what was really funny is um, I really resonated with one of the comments that you made and that was, you know, you find yourself a, saying the words that we've heard each other say. Mm. So, Karen, you'll really appreciate this one. So yeah. I get from my husband, yes, Karen Smith. <laughs> oh, <you don't. laughs> oh, no, really? Yes. He goes, Aaron Smith. <laughs> I just, I have to crack up. I just go, okay. <laughs> it is her words. Hey, do you know the other thing that I love too is that the power of a of a of a of a podcast is if there was something that you particularly took from a podcast and you want to share that and you don't know how to say it in the same way that Cindy would or Karen would or even I would. The greatest thing is you can go go back and listen to podcast number one five seven. And you'll hear the way Cindy explains that brilliantly. So that's what I – and I love the fact that it's there forever, you know, although that's maybe not a good thing for my kids. But anyway, <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's out there. Mm, it is. <laughs> yeah. And podcasts are becoming, you know, there's more and more out there. Like I think when we started four years ago on the wellness couch, there was only the two of us. It was the wellness guys and the Up for a Chat girls. And now, you know, you look at uh, the wellness couch and the amount of um, people – that are doing quality interviews and quality uh, programs on that. It's become, I, I believe it's probably one of the biggest health sites in Australia and, and possibly doing very well around the world. So um, I, I look at that we were kind of pioneers and I, I always look at the two of you uh, as pioneers. You know, Kim, you were talking about aromatherapy 20-plus years ago and look at it now. It's become everybody's doing it and everyone's using it and and the knowledge that we now have about um, our essential oils with regards to not only how it works internally but externally and how it works on, on physical, emotional and spiritual things. It's just it's quite phenomenal and, and the fact that we interviewed somebody who's well-known in the essential oils, Dr. Z, um, you know, previously, and Dr. Dr. Josh Ash, we must get him on. Actually, we must I've try already and get emailed Josh. him. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we, we really do. And I think 
you know, we started off where it was just us and then, and then interviews because interviews just give a, give another person a chance to come in and we learn from them. Like I remember some interviews, I'm just nodding my head the whole time and, and, and I, I just learned so much from them. So mm. it's wonderful. Now, Karen, I have a question for you. Oh, because I, fine. yeah, I think that, um, I think this is a really, good question for you and it's it's come from somebody on our up for a chat private messages and she's doing nutritional medicine and she's doing it um studying via distance in london um from a college in sydney so she's in london and she says there's it seems like it's much the same as here in australia there's a huge attack on on bloggers and people that are are not necessarily qualified but I've had an experience, this is what they did and they want to tell the world, which I think is a, is a fair thing to do. But it's affecting people's belief in, in nutrition and nutritionists. Um, and this woman feels defeated. Uh, she says it's hard to stay motivated. She feels disconnected from her health tribe and notices the difference in the approach um, to health in London. So her question is, and I think this is the best for you, is how do you stay motivated um, when you feel that people just don't care? (laughs) I think the most important thing for her, I think, is to stay connected to her own journey because it's not everybody that doesn't care. It's just the people that she's seeing right now. And very oftentimes when we're new to something and we're starting out on our own journey, we'll tend to attract and see a lot of the naysayers and the negativity. We'll tend to see a lot of that because we're still unsure of ourselves and we're still unsure of our own message. And when we're unsure, of course, the world is kind of cruel sometimes that it can sometimes present us with people that will beat us to a pulp and knock us off our perch. But the important thing is is to remember that all that it's doing from an esoteric point of view, if nothing else, is to look at it and say, well, you know, these people are serving a purpose for me. They're causing me to say, how committed am I to this message? Am I willing to go through some ups and downs and through some negativity in order to get the clarity and to reach the people that need to hear? Am I willing to go through that pain to get there? And it's not really pain. I mean, it's just a little bit of, it's just, it takes a little bit of um, mental tenacity to be able to continue to work through all of that negativity because on the other side of it are your tribe. They are the people who do want to hear from you and you'll find you'll accumulate more and more of those people and fewer and fewer of the naysayers as your message becomes clearer and clearer and more succinct and more specific around your own personal path. And for somebody who doesn't have qualifications, yeah, of course it's an uphill battle that you've got to fight with that because you're going to have people who do have qualifications say that you're wrong. But at the same time, people are not necessarily concerned about an academic experience. What they are concerned about is your experience and how they can learn from that. Because anybody can read a book, but when you put your own personal experience on top of or aside from, that's really what people are diving into and that are desperate to find out about. And I can honestly say in the 11 years that I've been doing this work, nobody has ever asked to see my psychology degree. Nobody has ever asked to see any of my qualifications. And I think it's purely because you become so um, focused and so clear in your own message that none of that actually counts. None of that matters because what you're doing is you're helping people who see themselves in you. 
and it takes time to build that following. It takes time to build that tribe and you do have to go through some of those negative people but if you allow those negative people to stop you in your tracks, then you're never going to get to where you want to go. And a, a really great saying that I remember hearing was, if you're tired of keeping on having to keep on starting again, stop stopping. So just mm-hmm. keep going, just keep pushing through that because on the other side, I promise you, there are the people there who will want to listen to you and will see themselves in your message. But it's just asking you all this negativity and this um, backlash is just really asking you, how committed are you? How prepared are you to, to walk this walk? And the more you get committed to your message and you keep walking the walk, the more people you reach. Does that help? Mm, beautiful. I think that was absolutely fabulous. And I think sometimes uh, it, it's important to not focus on what's happening outside. Like I, I can only take Pete Evans, like, he is just being absolutely hammered and he's somebody who is really got a passion for what he's doing. Like I got an email from him the other day and he said, Cindy, can you connect me with one of the people that was in my documentary? And, you know, that means he's got to fly to the US over to MIT to interview this woman and connect with her who she's also busy, uh, you know, as well as he is. So I, I just, I'm watching him go from strength to strength. Yes, he's a chef, but he has a lot of people behind him that, uh, that he gets to interview in order to, you know, to understand this. And he helps people change, you know, what foods they're consuming. And, and, and sometimes we have to eliminate food groups in order to get well and then hopefully, you know, put them back in again. So, I, like, I know there's lots of people out there, but there's lots of people with stories and stories is the way to emotions and emotions is the way we start to make changes in our life. If we can appeal to the emotion of the person um, and what's happening to them and their pain, I know you talk about, both of you talk about this. So, you know, there's, do you move away from pain or do you move What's what? How do you guys say that? See, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know this by now. I've heard you two hundred times. <laughs> it's the pleasure pain. It's the pleasure pain principle. So we'll move away from pain before we'll move towards pleasure. Ah, there you go. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Is that, that what you meant? <laughs> I'm doing a speaking engagement this afternoon. I'll make sure that I remember that one for bed. <laughs> And they'll go, gosh, she's knowledgeable. Gosh, it's yeah, she's yeah, a, yeah. wow. I, I just won't learn what you guys say. <laughs> but, you know, I do, I, I'm in a total agreement with you, Karen, and I think sometimes we, we just don't, we focus on um, all the trees around us and we don't see the wonderful forest that's happening and that is the awareness of what is happening out there at the moment. We now are seeing more and more people coming on board in in natural health, not only in the chemical, which is the food, but the physical, which is Kim, and the emotional and mental, um, which is you. So we're starting to see this huge revolution starting, and I actually find it exciting. You know, like we encourage people who have had a, a a disaster in their life, no matter what it is, to blog about it because stories and people's anecdotal experiences are what people are looking for. They don't care sometimes about the science. They really don't. The scientists do. I agree. They, you know, they want to know it. Um, 
you'll love this. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine who has a very sore back yesterday and he's telling me the whole drama of everything that had happened to him and what Kim Morrison says to him and everything <laughs> like that. And I said to him, why don't you just go to a chiropractor? And he, he just looked at me and he, he went, well, there's no scientific proof that it works. Oh, dear. And, and I just, but I just like go, and he says, and he went on about his little science because he's very, very, well, he's, a, he's an emergency um, physician. So, um, you know, he went on about that, all this. And I said, how many sore backs have you had since I've known you? And he said, oh, probably three or four. And I went, how many have I had? And he went, I don't know. And I said, none. <laughs> so obviously I'm doing something that you're not doing and maybe mine's working. And he says, you don't lift 100 kilo deadlifts is that what he does and we're like well stop it <laughs> so true. and I could not I could not get to him that maybe he should look at a chiropractor and then finally finally he says well if I'm going to do anything I'll go to a spinal physiotherapist so he has such blinkers about what chiropractic is all about that he won't even even you know look at that, that there could be some help out there for him. <laughs> and, and, Kim, you can now talk about how you tell him what to do for his back. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. We were at the gym the other day and the other way that I've learnt to handle the naysayers or the people is you've just got to add a bit of humour to it. Either the line, my, and I teach this in my all my programs, is if someone's really having an opinion or they're really at you or they think what you're doing's not right or whatever it is, the minute you get that feeling or you hear that, my line is, oh, okay, that's interesting because it is. It's interesting that you think like that. But that's it also becomes a bit of a numbing statement where you don't have to buy into the story, the drama or the, or the effect of what has been said. But the other morning when we were at the gym, we were standing there and, and he goes, I said to him, how's, how's your back going? He goes, yeah, it's not too good. And he goes, I've got this bit of arthritis. And I went, oh, shame. He goes, what? And I went, well, you know, it's probably a microbiome. You're probably, you know, you're probably not eating some good enough foods and maybe you should go paleo or even try vegetarian. I mean, look, honestly, seriously, you should be looking at that. Have you also thought about and considered the fact that the skin on your, on your thing, with the chemicals that, you know, the phthalates and all the obesogens that you're taking and maybe that's causing an inflammatory response which is causing autoimmune disease. And, I mean, you know, look, it could be right down to the fact that you're not getting enough sauerkraut in your diet like this. And he just looked at me and he goes, shut up, you. Oh, honestly, I couldn't stop myself. I just couldn't help myself. And he just and he still sends me texts and, and Snapchat Snapchats today going, Oh, whatever. I think I'm gonna go vegan like this. And I go, Oh, I've got someone you should talk to about that. He goes, oh, of course totally. you have, of course you have. Um, <laughs> but on that note, you know, like naysayers mm. and, and all of that, like we are so appreciate what that woman said because so often we all get it. I wanna ask you both over the last four years, here's something personal. What's been your biggest challenge and what's been your biggest champion moment over the last four years since we started talking to these beautiful souls that, that listen to us? Um, I'll go if you want first. Um, my biggest challenge was my daughter, Casey. I, I think that for many months I was a donkey on the edge and really quite frightened about her future. 
And we had an episode um, that we discussed that and I was in the middle of that donkey on the edge. And if anybody doesn't know what donkey on the edge is, it's, it's our, it's Shrek. <laughs> it's donkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's donkey on the edge. But I, I think that that was my greatest, um, my greatest challenge this in the last four years. It's been a huge challenge. And that, um, by the way, is 12 months and four days ago that we started on a journey and I watched that girl from the minute she knew what she had to do to get herself well, um, flip her life around, do things that she had to do that she'd never done in her life before and was quite outside uh, what most people would even consider doing. And I watched her go from strength to strength, not only in her health um, and she's almost there, she's not quite there yet, but that she's almost there. And um, she would be my biggest champion. She would be my biggest challenge and she is my greatest champion and somebody that um, I'm in, in absolute awe of as to how she tackled that life situation. So... Mm. And, and the, the lo- lovely thing I love about her is that she never once um, said, I wish I never had my teeth pulled out and I, I wish I'd been more of this. She never once said that. Me, in my head, was, you know, chastising myself for not being there and not being somebody who, you know, I don't know, I chastise myself all the time regarding that. But I think that that would have been... Um, yeah, she just she just went. Okay, well, this is what I got to do. This is why I got to figure it out. And I look at her now. She has a beautiful boyfriend because she couldn't have handled a boyfriend a year ago. There's just she couldn't have handled anyone in her life a year ago. Um, she just had university and me, <laughs> and that was it. So, um, I, yeah, but I guess in the four years that stands out the most for me. What about you, Kimmy? Oh. Um... My greatest challenge probably over the last four years since we started podcasting, <laughs> um, the, probably it's a challenge on one level, a bit like you, but it's it's also, like you say, the championing. But, you know, I've never been the, the mother of teenagers. I've never known what it was like to, to raise them. And as much as people will tell you or, you know, I had this a client before I even had babies. I'll never forget it. She was lying on my table years and years ago. And I said to her, how was your weekend? And she said, oh, it's great. You know, I've got my beautiful teenagers coming home. And I remember at the time going, gosh, beautiful. I've never heard beautiful and teenagers in, in one sentence before. And she said, yeah, you know what? I decided before my kids became teens that I was going to have beautiful teenage years. And to be honest with you, that's what I've had. She goes, there's been a few moments, but no, I chose beautiful teenage years. And I've never forgotten it. And I always thought that, good, I'm going to have beautiful teenage years. And... Um, I'm not going to say that every moment has been beautiful but for both my children and me, but to, to stay in context of, of what it is to, you know, the way I talk about teenagers, the way I think about teenagers, the way I look at them, it's thanks to what my two have challenged me on at different times that has allowed me to actually also see their beauty and the fact that even though cognitively parts of the brain aren't quite connected at times that we all know, um, other times the magic and the sheer openness and rawness that they share has really given me insight into a world that, 
you know, you forget about when you've come out the other end or you, you step into adulthood, you hope, um, and you get into adulthood and you, you kind of forget that you were there once too. So, you know, going through all the different things of schooling, what do they do when they finish driving, sex, drugs, alcohol, what are all the topics, the conversations, the, the openness, the rawness of the, of what it is. And, and I think as much as a parent, you can be an influence over your children from a young age you realize once they get to teenagehood that what you say doesn't matter a lot of the time to them. You know, deep down it might, but also, you know, when the beautiful head of the Mind Foundation said to me at a workshop once that we were speaking at, she looked at me and she goes, oh, teenagers, they want you home to ignore you. It actually gave me a sense of humor around the fact that that's true. They want to know where you are, but then you get home and they don't talk to you. Um, it's been quite an interesting journey, realizing you're still really important to them, but you're not their be all and end all anymore. And I think that was quite a confronting thing, but it also the beauty and the other side of it has allowed me to really start focusing in on, on how I want to teach, what I want to teach, who I want to teach, uh, what do I want to create as a legacy. We even had a conversation the other day, the four of us in the car around whether or not 28 will become a family business. You know, I said to them both, look, at the end of the day, if Taylor, your dancing career, you know, when it's finished or when you've had enough of it, uh, perhaps we could look at you being a part of this. And Jacob, you're such a spunk. Maybe you could be the face of 28 Men's Care when we bring that out. I don't know. I'm just, I, uh, you know, I said to them, imagine if we had a business that ended up becoming something that all four of us could work in. And none of us had thought about that. Now, if it doesn't happen, that's okay too but it was lovely to be able to have that conversation so I think being able to share my journey with my teenagers in particular on this podcast over the last four years has allowed me to keep a sense of humor and also with you too um, we've had many chuckles on and off the air around what we've had to endure but I think it's been a really beautiful thing that's allowed me to have an open heart going into my business from all perspectives so yeah I've really I really enjoyed that and I want to thank our listeners for listening to my whole journey with them over these four years too. It's been hilarious sometimes, <laughs> especially when I meet a complete stranger that goes, oh, Jacob, I feel like I know you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. I do love the antics of Jacob and I hope he doesn't listen to this because I'd hate him to think that I love them, but he does get himself into mischief and he just, just oh. when Hyde comes home and tells me because Danny's told him and I just go, oh. <laughs> and then I get a text from you, you okay? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> What's happening? What's oh. Jacob done now? <laughs> oh, no, it's hilarious. He yeah. keeps me real, put it that way. <laughs> because you know what? The best I, I was always told this as, as a mother, you are at your very best and at your very worst. <laughs> it's so true. It's so yeah. true. Karen, what about you? You know, I'm sitting here listening to you girls and I'm trying so hard to to think of it. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking that it's almost as if our listeners are kind of growing up with us. You know, they're really going through all of the, the stuff that we talk about, all the, you know, because sometimes, and I'm just thinking back to some of the podcasts where we'd get on the podcast show and I was just having such a breakdown about whether what I'm doing was valuable or making a difference. And then I remember Kim had a breakdown, the same podcast show. It was like, you know, it must have been a moon cycle that was going on at the time where we were both so emotional and if, if you weren't there Cindy I don't think we would have been able to pull ourselves out of that 
And it's almost as if, you know, when one of us is down, the other two are up, or if two of us are down, the other one is up. So it's almost as if, like, the listeners are sort of growing up with us and going through the growing pains of Jacob and Taylor and, you know, Casey and the businesses, and they're kind of going through everything vicariously but with us. And it's I I, I was actually just sitting gazing out of the window listening to you, and I thought – it's so, you know, you look back at those times of your life and at the time they felt like for me even, for myself, when I look back at times in my life, it felt like the end of the world. It felt like the biggest things and now we're sitting here reflecting on it and I think actually it was just another thing to, to work through or another thing to cause growth or another thing to, to experience. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think for me, obviously, not having kids and not going through those parenting issues, um, I, I, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you guys feel, I feel. So when you're feeling frustrated or you were feeling scared for Casey, Cindy, it was, you know, I feel it for you. So I think um, for me, I, I don't know. I don't think my stuff has been that big. Really, I don't think it's been as important or as, as um, I don't know. I, 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 for me, it's really just been about finding myself, finding my own self-trust, my own self-clarity, my own direction. And I think I, over the last four years, I've, I've always felt everything was the end of the world, you know, when it came to my business or when it came to my life. It always felt like at the time that I was going through it, it was so big. And I just feel like now I can look back at it and say, well, you know, hang on a second, it really wasn't that big. What was I complaining about? What was I concerned about? It was just something I needed to go through. It was just something that I was experiencing at the time as, a, as an experience which added texture to my life, you know. So mm. I, can't, I can't think of anything specific that would be worth even bringing up because nothing's even coming to mind. <laughs> Oh. I, can just get a, I can just get a general feel for me of holding on really tight and then really holding on really, really tight to what I've called my life and I feel like now I'm at a place where I've just totally let it go and I don't know what that means and I don't know what that's going to bring. And in four years' time, no doubt, I'll reflect on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that's what's so beautiful. I think, you know, following your journey with what you've done with your business and your fur babies and, and how you've developed different programs and and watching you grow with the programs has been something that's been a marvel to to be a part of and to witness from from my point of view and I'm sure Cindy's and I think you know the way you ground us and the way you bring clarity and you know you just you just have such a delivery and everybody loves you for that you you just make it so normal or so real without any drama and I think that's one of the greatest things that you've got you just get better and better and better at how you deliver that and you you take us straight there it's it's very powerful what you do and it's been a beautiful thing to watch you evolve with your programs over the years I have to say yeah thanks Kimmy I've I I feel like um I've always taught what I needed to learn and as I look back on all of the content and all of my programs and stuff it's been you know as much as it's been helpful for other people I'm sure but it's always been about what I've needed to learn and you know, the effortless self is my latest adventure and it's all for me, you know. When I delivered the last, the, the two-day retreat last week, 
it was insane. We sat out on the grass and we solved all of the problems of the world. And I got feedback from one of the participants, Sonia. She said, I felt like a philosopher sitting in the middle of nowhere, entertaining the grand possibilities of what life can offer and unraveling the deepest secrets. And as I read that, I thought that just is such beautiful, such a beautiful way to consider that, what, you know, what we did. Um, and I got excited because I got to write level two and level three at the same time. So all of, you know, even though I thought that was, that, that retreat was going to be it. No, nowhere near it. (laughs) (laughs) You have so much content, you know, that's what absolutely blows me away because I know that people who go to your conferences, including me, um, and listen to you, uh, your content is evolving all the time and you have heaps like you're in a circle I often think wow that she meets with them every um every month you meet with them and you always have content to to do and and I know that we all have a lot of content but it's about putting it into a structure that um people can easily uh use but yeah I just always blows me away Karen (laughs) I must read heaps. Okay, I've got another question for you both. Are you ready? All right. Okay. What's been your greatest um, up for a chat listener uh, moment? Has anyone said anything to you? Have you ever had a a listener ever email? Like what's been your greatest listener interaction? Oh, wow, wow, wow. I think as we read through all of the emails, there's, there's many, Kimmy. Yeah, I don't. I can't because there's been so many throughout the four years, and because um, young Beck is is really on, on my forefront at the moment. I I remember her and her whole letter to us, but we've had others as well. We've had many others, and um, I yeah, I I, I, I think they're all. I think they're all pretty bloody awesome. Mm. You know, when they reach out to us, when people reach out to us, it's like their their heart is on a platter. They're sharing everything that's gone on for them and asking genuine questions, seeking genuine help or, you know, really wanting to share their gratitude for what they've gotten from the journey of, of listening to us. I think they've all been really profound, actually. Every single one that I've read it really hits at the heart, hey, like it really. Mm. And it stays with me like for a couple of days. So I'll read somebody's message and then I'll replay, I'll replay it over and over and over again. I'll think, wow, you know, like it just keeps, it stays with me. Where do you both see this heading then? Like do you, where do you see Up for a Chat going? Both <laughs> <laughs> quiet. New Zealand and Africa. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you think about what we've done with Up for a Chat. We, we've um, done retreats. Mm. But I think the thing that was the most amazing thing that I've ever done was our Peru trip. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I saw Karen um, the other day, not you, Karen, another, the other Karen, because <laughs> yeah. we always had two Kims, two Karens. I know. <laughs> there were no two Cindys, though, only one. Um, no, trust us, there's only one Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw Karen uh, at your event, Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
And I just had this warm, fuzzy, amazing feeling. I just saw her face and went straight for her and just gave her the biggest hug because what she, what I saw in her was that two weeks immediately. And like um, Deborah um, is always messaging now um, and, and that just, I don't know, I, I think where it's going is I think these amazing adventures that we're doing, even though we're doing our, uh, our one-hour chats, it's really neat to touch or be with people, and, and I mean touch because we do a lot of hugging, um, <laughs> but be with people that have been listening to us and then hear their stories mm-hmm. and, and what they've done and who they're, you know, they all seem to follow each one of our programs or buy our products or whatever it is. But I've, I think I loved that the most and I think that that's where we're heading. And, yeah, so who, who, who's going to reveal um, our two destinations of where we're going over the next couple of years? Uh-huh. Go, uh-huh. On, go, on, go on, girlfriend, go on. Oh, oh me? Oh, I'll, look, I'll look okay. I'll look damn it okay. <laughs> We're more excited than anybody else. We've been saving this for our 200th episode to announce, so here it is. It's drum roll, so drum roll. Exciting. It's so exciting. So um, I organised the Peru trip and um, it was quite fabulous. And so Kimmy is doing the New Zealand trip and Cindy is doing Africa and it's very fitting to have Bear Grylls do Africa, let me just say. I agree. Very, very fitting. But I'm a little bit concerned about the bush toilet. Can I just say that out loud? (laughs) How did it, did it, yeah. So we've got in in October, so 28th of October, through to the 8th of November next year, we are heading to New Zealand and the itineraries are just coming through to me today um, in a format that I can use to upload to a website, which we will share with you guys next week um, so that if you're interested, you can go in and check that out. So 28th of November, sorry, 28th of October through to the 8th of November next year is New Zealand. Now, Kimmy, is it going to be freezing cold? Look, it's always fresh in New Zealand. Let's not be around the bush, um, rush, it, rush. especially in the South Island. This is considered spring, so it's a beautiful time of year to to see the South Island. I mean, honestly, the, the baby lambs are everywhere. There's gorgeous, beautiful, um, amazing flowers and the forests and the way the whole thing just wakes up. The snow's melting. Where we'll be walking and the hikes that we're doing, it'll certainly be fresh. It'll be like it was cool up in, in Peru. You know, you've got that real bitter kind of cold mm. wind. But the fact mm. that we're hiking and the fact that we're in such an amazing environment and quite protected too where we're going, um, the dolphins, the seals, the the amazing sea life if, is, is what we'll be seeing and the, the optional tours that we've included and the extra activities and the food and the wine and the it's just I'm really excited everybody that I have over here in Australia that ends up going to New Zealand always says to me why did you leave why have you ever left that place it is the most stunning place on earth and look I get pangs every time I see a picture of New Zealand there is something very special about it it has its own energy the minute I land in that country it has its own smell it has a vibrational frequency that's second to none. 
I mean, how we felt up in the Peruvian mountains at 4,760 metres was one of those moments. And I feel that when I'm on the land hiking through New Zealand. So, you know, if you couldn't make it to Peru or you you think Africa might be out of the out of the loop for you, then, you know, come and have some fun with us in New Zealand. And I tell you, I probably won't stop raving because I absolutely <laughs> love the place. Absolutely. And so looking at the itinerary, there is a fair bit of trekking to do. Um, well, I've just looked at through from our travel coordinator. So there's a fair bit of hiking to do. So we do need to be quite fit for this one, don't we? Well, I think the great thing about this being a year away is it gives everybody a challenge. You know, we all love doing some form of discipline or some form of leading up to something. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And then those that come, we form a private Facebook group and we get coaching tips, we get health tips, we get eating tips, we get the whole journey of coming somewhere with us is to Im- implement all the tools that all three of us teach. And I think that's what I love about it is it's the practical way with an amazing end reward. Wouldn't you both agree? Oh, yeah, it's just a mind. It's absolutely stunning. So I think... Um, I think that the, the upside with doing something like this, when we look at the girls with Peru, it has become this huge, big family and they got to spend so much quality time with each other. Um, there was, you know, the dinners and the breakfasts and then the time walking. And it's really, like Cindy was saying before, you know, we really get to know each other and each other's stories. And I, it was re- it's really like a very close family, you know, and, and I, I, I just love that. And like you said, Kim, uh, Cindy, when you saw Karen at my event last week, it's just like home. It's just, there's just this most beautiful feeling. And Linda has gone on to be part of my um, inner circle. You know, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's at, at the wellness, so special. At the wellness summit a couple of weeks ago when we saw the beautiful Deb and Lisa sitting there pretty much in the front row. And every Yay! time, every time I looked down and, and out to, you know, 950 people, their faces were beaming with smiles and just, you know, I was so nervous and it was so nice to see their little faces sitting there. You're right. It is a very connectedness that we create. So then Africa, 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 Africa is 2018. So we've got about 18 months. If we kick off now to pay it off, we've got about 18 months. So that's the 2nd of September through to the 15th of September. That's 13 nights and 14 days. Cindy, you're on. Oh, wow. Well, well, um, We all met in in Joburg. Um, Everyone we met in Joburg. We felt that people are coming from all over the world. And so we felt that the best place was to meet in Joburg and no one will be left behind, as Kim says. No one will (laughs) be left behind. No child left behind. No child left behind. So we'll meet there and and from there everything is fully paid for. There's, There's not one thing you have to put your hand out for except souvenirs, which I can tell you, you'll probably want to buy, so bring an empty case. Um, but remembering also that um, we do, you know, we have restrictions in Australia. But I've done the recce on this already. So we are going to Namibia, Botswana and Zimbabwe. I um, haven't been to every single place, but I'm going to places that I've been wanting to go to. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Did we mention being... that these retreats are all about us and what it's we want? <laughs> so we actually begin in Fish Canyon, which um, 
with in an amazing lodge because I did this because of of Karen. So when I've done Africa, I do it in a four wheel drive on the top of the four wheel drive in a tent, so I'm safe from the animals. But if I want to go for a pee, there's always a problem there. And I knew that Karen Smith wouldn't deal with that. So we we have gone absolutely first class. This oh, I love how you know you know I know no I know you so. Well, I must admit, Cindy, the the lodges that I chose in New Zealand, there was choices between middle or top. And what did we go for, Kaz? Oh, as if there's any question. (laughs) So they should be called the New Zealand Luxury Hiking Retreat, the African Luxury Hiking Retreat. Now, see, now we're onto it. Now, let me go and put that onto the website right now. Yeah, so we begin in Fish Canyon, which is in the southern part of Namibia and um, more towards the west of Namibia. And it would stay in a lodge and you can walk through the canyon, but that meant there'd be some tenting and we were a little bit concerned about bush toilets and Karens. So mm-hmm, we decided mm-hmm. to take, um, there are many walks that we can do going into the canyon. And um, this is almost, it's very similar to looking as, to the Grand Canyon, uh, I haven't been there, but the pictures just look unbelievable and so does the lodge. So once again, you'll need to be fit for this because we will be doing some hiking. Um, and we're, after that, we're going to the Susuvli Desert Lodge. Now, I've been to this amazing park and we've walked up the sand dunes and seen the most incredible animals so this is um, a, safari, a safari park where we will see animals and we'll be um, positioned where animals will come to us as opposed to us always having to go um, to those animals. Then we head to Zimbabwe to Victoria Falls, which uh, is the most stunning, beautiful falls uh, and there's a real history behind it and you're right at the Zambezi River. So you'll get to really, um, you know, experience Zimbabwe but not you know Zimbabwe is a beautiful place actually I was talking to someone recently who said that they would take me on a walking tour of safari a a safari a walking tour safari of Zimbabwe um he is Zimbabwean and I swim with him and he said Cindy I'll take you um then we go to the uh, a wilderness tented camp where we'll just see animals and we'll get to um just be in the area where they are, where large game are. Hopefully we'll get to see the big five. Uh, Watching a lion, I think, is one of the most amazing things to do. And I've been as close to a foot to a lion. So I know what these um, safaris are all about. So we're going to visit Namibia, Botswana and Zimbabwe. And let me just tell you that we do, we're not always on the move, which is, I think is a good thing. And I think we found that with Peru, it was nice to have a couple of days in a few places. So in Fish River Canyon, we'll be there two nights, so three days. At Suzuple will be only one night. Um, and I have been there and it is unbelievable to, to go through there and go hiking through there. Um, in the, in, also in Namibia, when we go to the, Victoria Falls two nights and you need two nights because there's so much to see. Um, We've got three nights in the tented camp but we'll be going to, we go to different locations so the tented camps move which is just stunning. (laughs) Uh, Look and then we go to um, some pans. Now pans are like Lake Eyre in Australia 
and I'm not sure exactly how we're doing this, um, but I have been on these pans where I've taken four wheel drive, you know, four wheelers. Um, so you have your own four wheeler and you go into the middle of the pan and you sleep out in the middle of the pan. There's no light pollution. There is nothing to see but this amazing stretch of salt with no water on it. So it's a, it's a salt lake that is, is empty. And the stars are, are just phenomenal. And then they talk about, you know, the African culture and, and how it used to be. And it's, it's a wonderful experience. Oh, my God, Cindy, I wish that was happening next week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Look, both, oh. both of these trips, I think I, there's just something magical about the places that we're choosing. And, I mean, do we announce now the other little places that are in the future future? Of our you, know, you know that I'm doing a recce to Patagonia yep. in January 2018. Yep. So. Oh, you are doing that? So. I'm doing the recce. Yep, I've decided. I've decided I would do it. I, I, you took I, one for the team. one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> team. Oh, I love it. You're love awesome. It. So Patagonia is 2019, isn't it? Yes, that'll be 2019, but I'll check it out in January. I, like, I, I think it's really important we check these things out. I well, we well, Karen, totally. what was your then your request after that? What are we doing? Yes. So, mm. so 2020 French Alps. <laughs> mm. <laughs> are yes. we going to climb the Matterhorn? Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 And go to Valley Blanche. We're going to go to Valley Blanche. Oh, my God. Which is a huge glacier. (laughs) Oh, Karen, you make me laugh. You make me laugh. (laughs) Oh, honestly. You know what? Okay, so Karen, tell everybody how they can can find out more or where can they go? Because, you know, you're telling everybody that this will come out next week, but they'll hear this next week. So it's actually going to be out when the podcast comes. So tell us where they can come. Well, see, this is the problem that I have right here. <laughs> the website is still under construction. So what I would suggest to everybody, if you are interested in coming, the best thing that you can do is to actually email me directly. Mm. And that's at info at karensmith.com. Email me directly your interest. I, we only have 15 spots on each trip. And we already have got probably, I don't know, maybe six people on each trip already paying their deposits in the next couple of weeks. So it doesn't leave many spots for everybody, um, for for too many more people to to book in. So don't delay. If you are interested in coming on these trips with us, you need to get in straight away and get onto that payment plan, get your deposit paid and secure your spot. Um, So email me immediately at info at karensmith.com. Dot com. And by the time your email comes to me, it's highly likely that the website will or will be up. But we what, what we wanted to do with this podcast was preface it with everybody purely because there are already six spots taken on each of the trips. So we know that you guys have been asking us. I've had at least 30 emails in the last three months since we got back from Peru mm-hmm. asking us how they can get onto um, the next trip that we do. So, again, don't delay. If you're thinking about it, move swiftly because we had what well, we filled Peru and then we had another 10, 15 people come in and say that they wish that they'd been able to come. Mm-hmm. So don't leave yourself in that situation. Just get on board, get amongst it and um, shoot me that email. I will send you the itinerary. I will send you the payment plans, what we need for a deposit and when we need it. And then you can make your decisions as to whether you want to um, 
join us on these trips. So New Zealand is 12 days and the um, Africa is 14 days. So, and it's open to couples as well, isn't it? It's not just women. Oh, yeah. Or, or, and it can be men, sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't mean that they had to come with someone. I just meant that it could be men, women or couples is what I meant to say. <laughs> yes. Well, I know, I know the African trip. Uh, so Safari, Safari Frank, who are very good friends of mine, um, they've created a, uh, I, I, I like a, a charity to help the rhino because the rhino, um, because of poachers, you know, they're chopping off their, their horns. It's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But so Safari Frank are friends of mine who have created a charity to save the rhino. And, um, they are the ones that have, I've traveled with, I travel with them all the time. And, um, they want to come, but like he goes, <laughs> all right, Cindy, it, as long as I can come and Valna can come and then Howard goes, now I want to come. Um, and I think Danny wants to come. So and Matt's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's coming. So all of a sudden, um, I I'm like going, okay, guys, get, get in fast because you know, mm. some of these places where we're doing the tent one, especially there is only so many, there's only so many spaces. And if our families decide to come, um, it's going to oh be dear. problems. Oh dear. <laughs> I think I'm just going to get them, get their own tent. <laughs> and I just want to say to everybody too, because I know I'm going to get these questions. It's twin share. So yeah. the prices that we've got that I'm going to send to you, it's all twin share. So you will be sharing with somebody else. If you don't bring a partner, you will be sharing with somebody else. So um, it's just the best. It's just the most convenient and the cheapest way to be able to get you guys on this, on these tricks with us. Cause if we were to do it all single, it would be like blown way out of all proportion of all budget. Okay. So um, just bear that in mind. It is absolutely twin share. And um, another thing for people to realize is that Namibia is the beginning. This is where they think all humans stemmed from. So there's a very, it's, it's an amazing um, geographical, uh, spiritual, uh, amazing place. For me, it was like I went home. Um, even though it's very dry, there was something about that place. And we actually did a podcast of when I came back from Namibia because I was just absolutely yeah, blown away. And that's why we're going back to Namibia because I want to go back. <laughs> well, I'd just like to add that New Zealand is an incredibly spiritual place where all the intelligent people originated from. So, oh, dear, dear, dear. you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing that one in. And on that note, on that note, just before we finish up, Cindy, I want to ask you about the news that you received this week. Karen and I are absolutely flipping blown away and excited and every single listener listening to this is going to feel exactly the same as we do tell us what you received notification on this week missy oh this yesterday morning i actually got it and i i was a bit flipped out by it um so there is uh, the financial review does 100 most influential women in australia and i um am one of those 100 Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just a little bit excited and happy 200th oh, to you. 
Yeah, what I loved is there's 10 categories and I'm in one category and there's 12 people in my category and the person under my name was Gina Reinhardt. Under my name. Stop it, stop it. Hey, I know. congratulations. Just I mean, we think you're influential in our world, but to be <laughs> recognised as one of the top 100 in Australia is, is, oh, is, so is amazing. Yeah, so deserved. Yeah, well, you know, getting sustainability uh, business woman of the year was, I thought, pretty amazing, and that was for the Sunshine Coast to be, but to be recognised um, as in the hundred. I, I was, uh, yeah, I went, wow, how did I do that? <laughs> because but, you're awesome. Yeah, thank you. But I'm, I am absolutely blown away by it. And you know why I'm blown away by it is that Gina Reinhart's about mining, and I'm about health. And I think that um, the health of the Australian population needs more influence than anything else. And I understand that her influence is elsewhere, but to be influential in what in the change of the health outcome of Australians is to me the ultimate. And I will carry that badge um, with pride. Um, and I know I didn't do it alone. I have not done this alone. <laughs> I've had a lot of people behind me um, backing, raving fans as we call them, people who just go, you've got you to listen to what this girl's saying. It's going to help you. Or you've got to listen to what this company's saying. And, and I think that that is the way um, forward is to have people who believe and trust in us and are creating that tsunami of change um, that hopefully we will see in the next generation. And I'm actually beginning to see it in this generation. They are gung-ho um, generation Y in in changing what they believe the baby boomers have created, <laughs> which is us. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, it's me, except, except, actually, I'm... You're ex, aren't you, you two? I'm the baby boomer. Yeah, um, we're not so that very, old. They're, oh, they're yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's great. So on the 27th of October this year, um, there'll be 10 winners for each category and then there'll be an overall winner who is the most influential woman in Australia. So I go down to Sydney for the gala dinner. I've, I just um, got my invitation to it. They, they sent them out. So it's, it's exciting. Are we, are we coming I have no, I don't care. I don't, yeah, you guys could come. I don't care at all. I just got in the hundreds. I'm happy. <laughs> You've already I won. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful girl. Oh, Congratulations on behalf of every single one of our beautiful listeners and us too. We adore you. We're proud of you. And that is so freaking fantastic. Well done. Yeah, bloody oath. Oh, bloody oath. You hear that? Bloody oath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So many exciting things to come, guys. Oh, yeah, ain't that the truth? Oh, how wonderful. Well, hopefully you guys have absolutely loved today's podcast as much as we have and helped us to celebrate our 200th birthday. Yay, yay, yay. All about really looking where we've come from and where we're going. And honestly, I think that you guys joining us on our amazing intensive retreats and treks and um, you know, adventures that we're going to go on from this point forward each year is just such an honor and such a treat. So just another reminder, if you're interested in coming, email me info at karensmith.com and then I can get all of the information to you so you can make good decisions as quickly as possible to jump on board and join us on either the New Zealand or the Africa trip in 2017, 2018. And 2019, Patagonia, you heard it here. 2020, the French Alps, you heard that here. 
it too. Mm-hmm. So on that note, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any questions or comments, go to our Facebook page, allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also post your questions and comments at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Yeah, I had to stop and think about that for a sec. So join us here next week on Up for a Chat for our 201th episode of Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we love having you on the ride. Tell all your friends, give us five-star ratings, spread the word. Let's take Up for a Chat to a whole new level for the next well, when we hit the 300th show. We can't wait to continue sharing the ride with you. You're amazing. Thanks for the love. We're going to see you next week. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch.